Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me uh, as we break down the NFC-AFC championship game and my incredibly generous gift to my good friend, Alyssa Milano. Uh, just diving straight into those three stories today. Tomorrow, we got a bevy of stories that I'll hit. Uh, talk about the $83 million Trump verdict. Uh, we will talk about the border battle. Uh, what in the world's going on with the Iranian terrorist situation, all that tomorrow. But I always like this Monday because you get to react to two games that everybody watched. And so let's start right off the top here. What did we learn from Chiefs-Ravens? I said, and I continue to say, Patrick Mahomes is his generation's version of Tom Brady. Six straight AFC championship games. He's now going to his fourth Super Bowl. Uh, The Chiefs have been to four of the last five Super Bowls. That makes this version of the Chiefs a dynasty. That is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, everyone that has been on this five-year term. And I think what you got to give a lot of credit to is they've actually managed to build around Patrick Mahomes even without elite playmakers at wide receiver and even moving on now from Tyreek Hill and still had a tremendous amount of success. So Patrick Mahomes, to me, biggest storyline coming out of that game is if you compare him to Tom Brady, he is in a very similar uh, situation to Tom Brady. And I actually grabbed this through their first six seasons as starters. Listen to this data on Mahomes compared to Brady. Mahomes is 72-22. and Brady was 70 and 24. Uh, playoff record. Patrick Mahomes is now 14 and three in the postseason. Uh, Tom Brady, same stat, uh, stature, same significant status, 12 and two in the playoffs. So Mahomes has more regular season wins. He has more playoff wins. He has now four AFC titles. That's more than the three that Brady had at the same point in his tenure. Uh, Right now, Mahomes has two Super Bowl rings. Brady had three. So we'll see whether Mahomes gets a third Super Bowl ring in the matchup against the 49ers. 258 touchdowns to 69 interceptions. Brady had 167 touchdowns to 87 interceptions. 103.7 passer rating to 88.4 for Tom Brady. So Mahomes has more victories. He has a better playoff record. He has more AFC titles, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, and a better quarterback rating than Tom Brady did at this point in Brady's tenure as a starter as well. The only difference, Brady had three Super Bowls. Mahomes has an opportunity to equal Tom Brady in Super Bowl titles as well in the game in a little bit less than two weeks against the 49ers. So Patrick Mahomes is right now better 
better than Tom Brady was at the same point in their season in every category except for uh, Super Bowl wins, and he has the ability to equal that if he gets the win over the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl coming up in Las Vegas. So biggest takeaway to me, by the way, Travis Kelsey played very well. Um, I still think that he should be ashamed for getting the double Pfizer shots. I think it's worthless. Um, I think it is, uh, for young people, the data reflects that it's actually more dangerous uh, and that it can elevate uh, risk, stroke risk. Again, two COVID shots may slightly elevate stroke risk for some. This is from the New York Times. I still have the data there. Younger people do not need to be getting these COVID shots. They don't provide any statistical safety uh, for young people, which is what they're trying to market to through Travis Kelsey, and they make things more dangerous. I think that is important. Uh, I think that Travis Kelsey should be ashamed, but he played well uh, in the game, very well. Best game he's probably had all season. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens couldn't cover him, and in the first half in particular, Travis Kelsey had a tremendous amount of success. To me, Patrick Mahomes getting the win is important. The Kansas City Chiefs defense was the story. Kansas City Chiefs defense, and I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson here in a moment. Kansas City Chiefs defense absolutely dominated for the vast majority of this game. Now, credit to the Baltimore Ravens defense. In the second half, they basically shut down the Kansas City offense, and they kept giving Lamar Jackson the ball with chances to make plays time after time, and he couldn't do it. Uh, And that's where I want to shift now. So defense for Kansas City was incredible. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is at least as good right now, if not better, than Tom Brady through six games. Travis Kelsey played his best game of the season. That is my analysis on the Chiefs' side. On the Ravens' side, let's be honest here. Lamar Jackson has been a huge disappointment in the postseason. He's probably going to win his second straight or second MVP award, and he's only won two playoff games. A couple of stats for you here. Lamar Jackson, 2-4 and four overall in the postseason. He has significantly underperformed now. Six-game sample size, not insubstantial. He's only 1-3 at home. And the only two quarterbacks that Lamar Jackson has beaten head-to-head are Ryan Tannehill in a game, by the way, where his team only scored 20 points. I was at that game. 20-13, to 13, Lamar Jackson's Ravens won that game against the Titans. And he beat C.J. Stroud in a game that was tied at the half. Lamar was pretty good in the second half in that game. Two and four, only victories over Ryan Tannehill, C.J. Stroud. One and three in home playoff games. That's pretty unacceptable, frankly. One and three in home playoff games, two and four overall. Six touchdowns, six interceptions in those games. Um, And he's been bad. Guys, Lamar Jackson was very bad in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ravens only scored 10 points. Got hit from behind, fumbled, threw at least three or four very interceptable balls, including on the final drive, basically, where the game was decided. Uh, He threw into triple coverage behind his receiver for a pick. It was an awful throw. Now, you can say, look, Zay Flowers didn't help him out by getting the taunting penalty. It was super stupid of Zay Flowers to get that penalty. I think that's probably the right call. I'd prefer there not be taunting penalties, uh, but he threw the ball on him. He stood over him. Uh, To me, that's unacceptable. That shouldn't be uh, 
Uh, that shouldn't be happening. He definitely violated uh, the, the the rules there. Um, and also, to me, uh, the uh, the fumble going in for the score was a phenomenal play. I think Snead knocked it away, if I'm not mistaken. Really fantastic play there. But Lamar Jackson's been a disappointment. And this is my big problem with the way that the media covers so many stories such as these. Lamar Jackson is based on double MVPs and based on the fact that he's one in three at home in the playoffs and two and four in the playoffs overall, a huge disappointment. And I think the same criticism should rain down on Lamar Jackson that we saw just happen on Josh Allen, that we saw happen for Peyton Manning. It took Peyton Manning nine years, I think, to get to a Super Bowl. He was criticized to the high heavens. Anybody out there who remembers LeBron James LeBron was ripped to the high heavens for not being able to win a championship until he finally won one with the Heat. Uh, Phil Mickelson uh, was ripped for not being able to win a championship. People come after Joel Embiid now. They come after James Harden in the NBA. Uh, People went after, still come after Charles Barkley for not winning a title. Patrick Ewing for not winning a title. Carl Malone, John Stockton for not winning a title. This is how we judge people. And so this idea that somehow Lamar Jackson has to be protected or that Lamar Jackson uh, is being unfairly criticized. Guy's a first-round draft pick with a $250 million or whatever the heck it is contract. He is not being unfairly criticized. If anything, he's being protected. Um, So that, to me, in and of itself, is worthy of criticism. Um, And... He should be criticized just like any other athlete who hasn't won a championship that is being highly paid and is not performing at the same level in the postseason that he did in the regular season. Can't really go after John Harbaugh. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's been capable of taking Joe Flacco uh, to winning a championship. I don't think this is John Harbaugh. I don't think this is coaching. They've changed offensive coordinators. They've tried to build around Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is still young. But he made two real plays of significance in this game. Uh, One was he avoided a sack through like a 30-yard touchdown pass. Good for him. The other one was he got a tip ball that he caught to narrowly avoid an interception. Everybody was reacting to it. Lamar Jackson is an incredibly talented quarterback. But in the AFC, there are a lot of incredibly talented quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes clearly way better. I would take Josh Allen over over Lamar Jackson. I would take Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. There are arguments, if you look at the cost, that you should take C.J. Stroud over Lamar Jackson. Trevor Lawrence, potentially, given the cost, again, over Lamar Jackson. Uh, Justin Herbert. These are young guys that are still under uh, some of their rookie contracts, C.J. Stroud in particular. I don't know that Lamar Jackson is ever going to happen for him. Again, in the NFC, he would stand out a little bit more, but right now... Lamar Jackson deserves the criticism. He's a big grown-up. He can handle it. He's being paid well for it. Lamar Jackson has failed in the postseason. He has failed to live up to his performances in the regular season. And you can argue, I think fairly, that he is the biggest disappointment in the postseason relative to regular season disappointment uh, out there right now uh, uh, in in the NFL. Let me respond to this text because I'm going to do Piers Morgan. Um, shortly. Okay, 
So that is what is going on uh, as it pertains to uh, the situation right now uh, with Lamar Jackson. Congratulations to the Chiefs. The other game, and maybe I'll have to bump Alyssa Milano because I'm going to have to get ready for this. Uh, uh, I'll give you Alyssa Milano talk quickly. Um, Lions 49ers. Lions, to me, Dan Campbell deserves a lot of praise. Uh, he's built them into an NFC champion caliber team. They had a 24-7 to lead. He didn't drop the ball like Josh Reynolds did twice, once on a fourth down conversion, once on what would have been a first down conversion. I thought Jared Goff played fine. I think he got to take the field goals. So I thought Dan Campbell was too aggressive, left points on the field, had opportunities to kick field goals. You got to play the game situation. I thought the most criticizable decision that Dan Campbell made, and to me it's a very significant one, you can't run the football on third down without any timeouts at all. Because once you, uh, sorry, with, uh, without, with a requirement that you call a timeout if you don't score, because once he did that, you have like a 3 or 4% chance of getting an onside kick. Game's basically over. you got to throw the ball every time into the end zone. If you want to run it on fourth down and you get stopped, that's fine because the clock is going to stop there regardless. Um, but to me, you absolutely cannot have to use a timeout, which means if they recover the kick, the game's basically over, which is how the 49ers won. Uh, So that's my criticism. I think Jared Goff should be incredibly proud of himself. I think Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, future can look bright if you look at what they have coming back. Very successful season. I just question the third down call in the the goal-to-go situation uh, and the giving up of uh, not taking the field goals. Okay, how about Brock Purdy? Making plays with his legs, down 17 in the second half to score, uh, to take command of that game. I think they scored 27 unanswered to take it, to make it 34 uh, to, uh, to 24 in that situation. I thought was incredibly uh, strong performance by Brock Purdy, who is being paid way more outside. This is crazy. Way more Brock Purdy is overpaid uh, by college kids. There are lots of college quarterbacks out there that are making way more money than Brock Purdy does. He answered a lot of the criticism. He brought his team back. I think 49ers against the Chiefs is going to be a spectacular NFL playoff game, uh, Super Bowl, and I cannot wait for it. I'll be out in uh, Las Vegas along with a lot of people from OutKick uh, to help get you ready for that game. I think I get out there Wednesday of next week, uh, so I can't wait to see what the scene is out there. Should be a big game. Disappointed the Ravens let us down. I'll talk about the Taylor Swift impact and more uh, associated with that coming up. Uh, But to me, uh, again, Brock Purdy answered a lot of criticism based on his performance. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. 
Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Uh, I want to tell you right now um, that uh, right now Manscaped has got an incredible offer. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us to what's up Valentine's Day Knocking on the door, Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered and the prescription all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off and free shipping with the code OUTKICK. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code OUTKICK because your grooming upgrade awaits ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Do it with manscaped.com. Use that code OUTKICK. Get hooked up today. Uh, Final topic for the day. Again, I'm about to hop on uh, with Piers Morgan and talk about this ridiculous Leah Thomas story, which we were talking about last week. Got to tell you, you may have seen what I sent out to, uh, to pay Alyssa Milano. We talked about this last week. Alyssa Milano worth $10 million plus. Husband is a highly paid uh, CAA, creative artist agency agent. She lives in a 4 or $5 million house. She drives a $200,000 Porsche, uh, electric Porsche, of course. Um, and she was asking people to pay for her son to be able to go to Cooperstown, New York, alongside of his teammates, 12-year-olds uh, in Little League Baseball. Now, I made this trip last year. Some of you may remember me talking about it. I went up to Cooperstown, New York. My 12-year-old on his travel uh, youth baseball team played on uh, a team there. We had an amazing time. Cooperstown, New York, up in the Adirondacks. Beautiful in the summer. Fabulous place to visit. Just a really cool experience. I would encourage all of you who have 12-year-olds who are playing travel baseball, 12-year-old kids, grandkids, it's a great experience to be able to go check it out, okay? So I get why the kids love it. It was fabulous. I was happy to be there. But Alyssa Milano is worth $10, 15 $20 million at least, formerly of Who's the Boss, also of Charmed. She probably has done other shows out there. I, if you did not see it, she was trying to raise $10,000. I saw that there was only $794 remaining. I went on GoFundMe and donated the rest of that money to pay for her Little League team to be able to go. And in the process, uh, I said, hey, Alyssa Milano, I tweeted this, since you couldn't afford to pay for your son's baseball team to travel to Cooperstown, I just paid off the rest of the GoFundMe so they could make the trip Only request is the team play the tourney in MAGA hats. You're welcome. No response that I have gotten from Alyssa Milano or anyone on that team, even though I am now a huge part of why they are able to afford to make that trip. Uh, But really what I did with this was I wanted to point out the hypocrisy here, right? Uh, What you have is left-wing people 
who are asking super wealthy, worth $10, $20 million or more, people who have way less resources than them to pay for their kids to be able to be involved in an extracurricular activity. Now, I'm fortunate. I have a lot of resources. I've been very successful thanks to capitalism uh, and American exceptionalism, uh, thanks to the country that we're all so incredibly uh, lucky to live in. And as a result, I've had uh, uh, I've made a lot of money. I, I'm able to donate to a lot of different causes and groups that matter to me. For the most part, I don't think I ever publicize any of that, right? Uh, unless I'm asking other people to also who are super wealthy, help me raise money. But I don't even think I've done it. Um, I, I've just gone and done uh, donations that I think make sense. I've never asked for other people to donate money to any kind of GoFundMe that I set up. And I would be humiliated and embarrassed if I were out there asking you to help pay for my son to go to a Little League tournament. And if I were fortunate enough and rich enough as Alyssa Milano and there were people on the team that could otherwise not afford to go uh, and uh, were struggling financially with that cost, I'd be very happy to help. I have helped a lot of different teams over the years uh, with, uh, with donations because, again, not drawing attention to it uh, uh, just because I think that's the right thing to do and I feel fortunate to be able to do it. But... Alyssa Milano, I think, is a hypocrite. She hasn't responded. I thought it was funny to ask for them to play in MAGA hats. She has consistently demeaned and denigrated half of the American population for their political beliefs, but she won't even take care of her own family's expenses. She wants you to do that. And I think that's the mindset of collectivists out there and of left-wingers. They don't want to make the choices that, uh, they want you to fund their family's extracurricular activities. They want people who are poorer than them to be out there supporting them. I think it's wrong. I think it's hypocritical. Uh, I want the kids to be able to go. I want every kid to be able to go play at Cooperstown, New York. I think it's a great kid experience. I'm happy to be able to have donated a little bit. But I think Alyssa Milano is a hypocrite, um, and I think she is far less generous than many of the people that she regularly derides and attacks based on their own politics. So I appreciate all of you. I got to hop on Piers Morgan's show now. Tomorrow we'll dive into a bunch of other additional shows and stories. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed Chiefs, uh, Ravens, and Lions 49ers as much as I did. Double win in gambling. We're back, baby. I'll give you a Super Bowl pick for sure, as we always do. Maybe a couple of props as well as the Super Bowl gets closer. It was good to have a 2-0 and day probably the most gambled day in America uh, for football other than the Super Bowl uh, was yesterday's game. So I hope you took the Lions plus the points, and I hope you took the Chiefs plus the points, and I hope you rode those to victories. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. I'm off to go do Piers Morgan's show now. Appreciate all of you, and thank you for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Then I'm headed down to South Florida. By the way, had an incredible time with Nick Adams speaking to his group, the flag group. Met a lot of you uh, in that event down in Palm Beach, uh, and I appreciate all of you who showed up there. As always, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'm off to Piers Morgan now. Thank you, guys.